I like how everybody praises MLK. I want to read an account from Harry Belafonte of something that occurred at his apartment. During the after party, Belafonte wrote the following conversation that took place. Let me back up. Let me read this first. A party was held at Belafonte's large apartment. After the guests had left, King and some of his... At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. His closest colleagues stayed and talked about the conditions in the country and the state of the civil rights movement. About those present, among those present, in addition to King and Belafonte, were King's lawyer, Clarence Jones, his secretary and bodyguard, Bernard Lee, and Andrew Young, who would later become a congressman, the mayor of Atlanta, and also the UN ambassador to the United Nations under Jimmy Carter. During the after party, Belafonte wrote the following conversation that took place. And I want you guys to listen to this one in detail. As usual, Martin was late. He always packed too much into his schedule, trying to do it all. This time, a stop in Newark, New Jersey, had left him shaken. He'd met with Anne, uh, uh, Amiri Baraka, better known as Leroy Jones, the playwright, essayist, and poet, who had formed a group called the New Ark. Baraka identified himself as a black nationalist and now openly advocated violence. He'd been interested for carrying a gun during the previous summer riots in Newark, and with his own group, he was threatening to disrupt the city again. Martin had tried to reason with him with no success. Baraka and his followers had denounced Martin bitterly. They'd scoffed at nonviolence and vowed to tear Newark down in a matter of days. Martin was concerned that if Newark did blow, it would distract attention from the poor people's campaign and much that the movement had already accomplished. None of this, however, Martin revealed when he walked in because our gathering included journalists, the New York Times, Tom Wicker, and uh, Anthony Lewis among them. He wanted to stay on point, not muddy a message. As, one, as on eve of Birmingham, we wanted to see media interest, interest as much as raise money. I sensed Martin's mood, but saw him push it away. Instead, <clears throat> with all the passion he could muster, he talked up the poor people's campaign. Only when the journalists and playing guests, paying guests had left, did Martin let his feelings show with the inner circle that remained. This is the discussion you got to hear. Bernard Lee, Martin's personal secretary and bodyguard, was there that night. He was never far from Martin's side. So was Andrew Young, the future mayor of Atlanta. Stan Levinson was long since back in the circle. His exile had ended when Bobby Kennedy stepped down from the being attorney general. Clarence Jones, Martin's lawyer and another of his closest confidants, was there. My wife, Julie, was there. Two, her feet tuckled, tucked up under her a glass of vodka in her hand. Her opinions were sought and valued whenever the group met in our apartment, Martin poured the customer Bristol cream, but skipped the routine of seeing how much remained. His collar open, his shoes off, he sipped pensively at the oak bar. 
Andy Young and Stan and Clarence on either side of him, me as host being the bar, at first, Martin stayed on the subject of the evening. He spoke so quietly that Bernard, lying on a sofa behind him, soon fell asleep. But as he talked about Washington and what he hoped to accomplish, he grew increasingly agitated. What, brother, what bothers you, Martin? I asked. What's got you in such a surly mood? Newark, Martin said, and proceeded to tell us of the unnerving visit with Amira Baraka. Beyond what an eruption in that city would mean, how it would take us off course, I'm just so disturbed at what I am hearing more and more. Somehow frustration over the Vietnam War has brought forth this idea that the solution resides in violence. What I cannot get across to these young people is that I wholly embrace everything they feel. It's just the tactics we can't agree on. I have more in common with these young people than with anybody else in this movement. I feel their rage. I feel their pain. I feel their frustration. It's the system that's the problem. And it's choking the breath out of our lives. In, in the pause that followed, Andy Young replied. Andy is a former uh, mayor of uh, Atlanta and was an ambassador to UN. So Andy replied, well, I don't know, Martin. It's not the entire system. It's only part of it. And I think we can fix that. Suddenly, Martin lost his temper. I don't need to hear from you, Andy, he said. I've heard enough from you. You're a capitalist and I'm not. And so we don't see eye to eye on this and a lot of other stuff. It was an awkward moment. Martin was really angry, but I understood the subtext. Deep down, Andy was ambivalent about the poor people's campaign. You see, Andy was one of those uppity brothers, right? He, didn't, he couldn't see the big picture. You had to be for all. All. That's what, that's my, those are my words, actually. All the other goals that we had set for ourselves up to this moment were tangible. Almost all of them were focused on justice. But when it came to economics, the goals were more complicated, the lines more blurred. Andy didn't believe that all the victims came from the same level of experience. He felt that there was a critical difference between poor whites and Hispanics on one hand and poor blacks and on the other. This disparity, he felt, could make the people's campaign a rocky journey. And that's where Andy... Young was absolutely wrong. I categorize all of us from an economic standpoint. Whether you are a white person in Appalachia, the Latinos and others in the middle of the barrios, or the black folks there or others in the middle of the ghettos, the central issue that, that, that separates those and that should bound them all is economics. The fraudulent economic system that we have that depend on their separation, that depends on them being in that condition that they are. That's a central issue. And Martin Luther King got it. Andy Young did not. Martin got it when he talks about the poor people's campaign. It was not the poor black people's campaign. It was the poor 
people's campaign. And he understood that it was the economic system that was systemically fraudulent that depended on having an underclass, depended on some being permanently poor, so that others could take the spoils. Martin Luther King got it. And the young never did. The tension peaked. The trouble Martin went on is that we lived in a failed system. Capitalism does not permit an even flow of economic resources. With this, this is this is Martin Luther King talking here. Uh, with this system, a small privileged few are rich beyond conscience, and almost all others are doomed to be poor at some level. Even those who think they have. Don't get it. Taking a sip from his glass, he continued. That's the way the system works. And since we know that the system will not change the rules, we are going to have to change the system. To which I tell my brothers and sisters, that is why I do what I do. That's why many do what we do. We are the ones. We have to change this evil system that is predicated on having a poor. When I, uh, in, in fact, when I play that piece for you, where uh, Andrew, uh, Andrew Ross Sorkin says the following, uh, unemployment is too low. The Federal Reserve is going to raise interest rates until we can get unemployment higher. It tells you you are in a failed system. If you have a system that is predicated on having people in pain, you have a failed economic system. It's so, I mean, it is so clear. I mean, this is so clear. And I wish more people would see it. It is so important. It is so important. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. <laughs>